Hey, welcome back listeners. Will here with Gameonomicon uh, and the series of Party First uh, podcasts and interviews continues. So uh, on this episode, I have my cohort, uh, Jared, with me, who uh, folks may or may not know from other things, but they will definitely know him from Twilight War by the end of this, at the very least. So, uh, Jared, why don't you kind of lay a brief description of yourself and how you kind of got into tabletop gaming and RPGs? Okay. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. And thank you, Will, for having me on your podcast. It's always it's always great to be on and great to talk to you. Uh, well, my name is Jared Leopold, and I've been doing tabletop stuff uh, ever since I found an old red box copy of Dungeons & Dragons in my brother's uh, closet, actually. Uh, he bought it, couldn't figure out how to play it. And I was always uh, wanted to try and one up my brother. So I picked it up and read it and fell in love with it back then. So that was about 30 years ago at this point. <laughs> Who we're dating ourselves now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought about that going through all the different systems that I've played. And then I've loved to go through like the old riffs, um, seeing that come around, which actually started with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There was a TMNT rifts. Well, so the system, the Palladium system, I believe um, coincided and started basically with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The same kind of stat numbers. And I mean, you have to go way back. I found it in a dingy game store all the way up, uh, up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, yeah, it was just a black and white little jobby, and it was my first introduction to the to that world. It was very cool. Well, awesome. Uh, I <laughs> I definitely like the kind of content that got you hooked. Uh, <laughs> speaking of getting people hooked, since um, we are a short cast. Let's let's turn then to um, party first, and uh, I'm kind of curious how or maybe what got you hooked on that. I think the how was probably me pestering friends to check out uh, this thing that Brett and I made. But what what kind of hooked you from the core game? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so at the for the core game, I didn't have anything to do with it at all. Um, kind of knew we were going on, and I was happy to support it. Uh, just cause the more type of content like that's out in the world, the better. And I, when I picked it up and started going through some of the system stuff, I just fell in love with the core mechanics. Your wound by tension engine, uh, truly is everything that I look for now in a sort of a role playing uh, environment. It's like, I love the idea that you're forced to work together as a group, um, I love that you your decisions that you make uh, make an impact on everyone else whenever you do something. And the secondary reason that I really fell in love with what you guys were working with there is that at the time, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but you'd kind of built up a very dynamic way to do results of conflicts. And at the time, they kind of focused a little bit more on the combat stuff. Mm-hmm. What I saw it from the skill sets that you guys had already provided, 
the idea of such an intriguing, rich way to do skill checks in a way that still ratcheted up the tension as you went through the adventures, I thought was this a fascinating mechanic. And that's what got me hooked initially. Oh, thanks. Um, and, and I can definitely tell that it hooked you because dear listeners, Jared is a like veritable whirlwind or font of, of ideas for, uh, for game systems or, or at least this one. I don't, have a lot of experience with what he might be dreaming up for other things. Uh, but it did not take long at all till he was uh, poking and prodding me with ideas. And of course now he's already got, uh, I think two published things that we got completed and uh, out for the system that you were the lead on, right? Um, mm-hmm. Lady death and uh, survive Tundra. Thank you. Yes, we've got uh, those two things, Lady Death and Tundra. Tundra was a really interesting way to look at the world. And I love the idea because the alt history area that we're looking at as far as Russia, it's just the largest landmass that's all put together. And it's interesting to see all the different things that we can work with. And I can't wait to explore stuff like outer space, underwater, and those two things could even be the same thing. It's just a wild there's just so many different environments you can work with there. Oh yeah. There's good stuff. And I know you've, you've kind of prompted me with some of those ideas and you know what listeners, if you like Jared's stuff, I already have to apologize to you that I think he's got like eight other uh, products kicking around at the moment in various stages of completion that I have not been able to keep up with. So uh, be on the lookout for more stuff going forward. But the one we're here to talk about today is Party First Twilight War, and that is going to be the first um, physical supplement to Party First. It's planned to be the same uh, dimensions as the the core book, roughly the same length, 50 pages, give or take, uh, and really um, add a lot of new stuff here. It, It started as... Um, a single PDF supplement uh, called The Divided City that would just be about uh, Bearberg itself, the kind of Berlin analog. Um, and then Jared had some other uh, kind of simultaneous ideas going about the, the underworld uh, CD underbelly of things. Uh, and th- those merged and kind of expanded into the entire Twilight War. So uh, Jared has been right there, uh, on everything with that. Um, but mostly, uh, there's something I want to hit that he's in charge of. But before we get to that, what is your favorite part of Twilight War at the moment? Oh boy. There's so many interesting different things that are going to open up about this world. And I think the most intriguing stuff for me to play around with anyway, is going to be the different ways that we can use the tension engine. Cause at the core, that's what made me fall in love with the system. And if many times we can use that as the touchstone to your game, I think the better. I love the idea is that we're going to be able to use a timing system that gives you 
uh, a real feel of when something's going to happen, a good uh, like tug of war type of feeling of like when you accomplish something, you'll be able to feel that tension at least go away. But when you fail something, it is going to get worse for you. And we're going to tell you how it's going to get worse for you. And for me, that is exactly what we want out of our role-playing experiences. <laughs> yeah, there, there have to be consequences to your action, right? What if, if you're going to bother to roll dice for something, there have to be consequences, whether that's good or bad, uh, could depend on how the dice roll goes or whatever, but we don't want it to be totally static. You, you run into that weird problem I've seen in, you know, D and D games sometimes where you're like, okay, I try to pick the lock. Ah, dang, I rolled a three. I guess I don't. What next? Uh, I guess I try and pick the lock again. Uh, because nothing, nothing changed. There wasn't really a consequence there. So, um, I'm, I'm excited for some of these, uh, new expansions on the tension system as well. So speaking of those, uh, the, the big thing that I brought you on to talk about here is what you're in charge of here for the latter half of the book. There's going to be two adventures again, like the core book, um, that you're kind of working with to show off and really showcase this stuff. So what, what are you tinkering on? And we know it's all still work in progress, but give us a teaser at least. Sure. Well, the fun part for me is I, I had stuff already set up and mostly ready to go, but now that we're getting a lot closer to getting finalized for what we use for the rule sets, of course, as a creator and just being someone that's creative trying to work with stuff, you know how this goes is that once you get introduced to new ideas, you can't help but keep creating new things. So the two original ones that I've put together, they're not completely out the window, but they kind of are. <laughs> so, uh, now we get to really play around with the idea of car chases and uh, the okay. second adventure that I'm going to be working on is as uh, far as the teasers that we're also really delved into the idea of politicians and working with embassies and whatnot. So the first one is that you're going to be traveling to a remote neutral site to help two kind of all bickering factions to figure out some new borders. Now the department is going to send you there and you have to use any, any way that you can either by force or coercion or even honest politicking actually would work too <laughs> to try and get these borders in such a way that it's going to be favorable for the department. Now, of course it wouldn't be a party first adventure if things didn't take a turn in the supernatural gets induced in some way. And that's going to come in the way of receiving a beeper. I don't know if any of you remember those or were around for those, but you're going to get a beeper that you have to answer and that's going to change everything. <laughs> Ooh, I'm I'm intrigued. I I love the concept, you know, of the mysterious phone call that you you know answer out of the blue, and the beeper just like solidifies that feel in an even more fun way. I'm not gonna lie; I had to actually look up the history of beepers when you first mentioned this <laughs> because I was almost about to say, "Hey, Jared, I don't think beepers existed in the '80s." I mean, I know we're doing alt history, but like. <laughs> I don't know. And then I, and then it turned out I'd like, they were created originally in the twenties. Can you believe that? No, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. That's very cool. 
I might have to work that in a little bit since it's not fully finished yet. That's interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can throw in a nod to that, uh, they were originally uh, radio signal operated for like emergency responders in, I believe it was North America. I forget which city. Um, you know, firemen and and that type of thing, doctors and such, so that they could uh, be notified much faster than any other form they had. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll definitely do a little bit work, more work on that. I mean, that's one nice thing about these two is that I've got the storylines pretty well figured out. Now it's working in all the different mechanics that you've come up with and that I'm kind of kind of working prodded with. Uh, and that brings me to the the first adventure that we're uh, introducing on there is that one of the things that's important about this game system for right now anyway is that it's based around trying to do one shots that you want to be able to do these it's in a four hour setting you know so stuff like equipment and like learning stuff like that it, it has zero effect in the long-term game so i like the idea that we created just using these kind of trait or tags sort of system where we're going to be in the first adventure is that there is a serum that has been well used by a rival spy agency and there's going to be a drop-off at the dreaded Twilight Market, which we're going to be delving into a lot of underground stuff. So it's party's first version of the Black Market. And at this drop-off, they're going to have to make contacts while, while they're there. They're going to have to play off maybe another gang against another one. And overall, they need to stop the drop-off. They need to figure out what that mysterious package is. And there's going to be a countdown timing system during this whole thing because at a certain point in time something's gonna go bad and i can't give away the secret because you have to get to the twilight market first to find that out oh okay so the the players then won't know what it is they'll just know that the clock is ticking until they get there Mm-hmm. Mm, i like that the <laughs> suspense well, that's what we're shooting for anyway. And then one nice thing is that the, the tension system makes it a palpable feeling of that tension as you're going along. Because you touched on it earlier, is that you really have to have a reason to roll the dice. And I hope that we give you lots of reasons to do so, because it can be detrimental to make a decision. So you're definitely in this rock and a hard place situation. Mm-hmm. I like that. You also, you mentioned in passing kind of the, the traits uh, and, and tags. And I, th- I think for consistency's sake, we settled on uh, calling them statuses <laughs> in sure. a discussion the other day, which is, is neither here nor there other than me asking, could you elaborate a little bit on this status stuff for listeners? Yes, absolutely. So the, the statuses in the big picture, they don't really do anything on their own. It is a way to denote that something has happened to your character. Um, there is a status that I will be using in one of the adventures called bloodied. And being bloodied in and of itself when you're walking around doesn't mean anything. But when you interact with different things in the adventure, it either gives them a bonus or a hindrance or causes something else to happen in the adventure if you have that status on your character. My other favorite one that you'll run into very earlier in that same adventure is a status called gotcha. 
any of you are big 80s movies fans, you'll kind of get a hint at what that started again. So <laughs> <laughs> intriguing. I, uh, I, I like the sound of that. It, it also sounds like you're having some fun and, and working in uh, a few bits, a few lighter bits into these stories, which I also like uh, sometimes if it's only, you know, darkness and tension and horror uh, that can feel a little uh, same E. So I, I think the levity is a good contrast. Absolutely. I think it's important to drop in a little bit because to remember, we're doing this to have fun, right? I love the horror genre. I absolutely do. Uh, but you can't really get to those depths unless you know some of the heights too. And I think that's very important to a role-playing session as well. Agreed. Well, I think we're we're about at our time limit. Do you have any uh, parting thought you want to point people with or should we just direct them to the Kickstarter? Boy, I um, I guess the one thing that I'll drop on here is that I, I think this project is great. And one great thing about the kickoff is that if you want to support local gaming creators, definitely check out the Kickstarter because it starts on my daughter's birthday. So that'd be a great, great present for her and for me. So thanks a lot, everyone. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know that when I scheduled it. <laughs> cool. Well, Jared, thanks for uh, jumping on to join us. And I hope this has been a nice uh, teaser for you listeners. Thank you, Will. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye-bye.